All right, welcome to episode 77 of Six Point Weekend. Uh, it's been it's been a hot minute. A lot has happened since we last uh, potted, and we'll get on to that. I uh, I am your co-host Chuck Givens. Alongside we have Dave. Got any gas, bro? <laughs> and Ebony. Hello. Yeah, man. I I was about to go out to like grab a snack before this before we started recording. And there's a little gas station down the down the end of my road. And I'm like, nah, I'm I'm good. I'm I'm gonna be standing. I'm just gonna be sitting in line trying to get into the gas station. Man, uh, y'all, if if you have more than have a tank, you're fine. Please don't go get gas. The reason that we're low is because people are panic buying. So don't do it. Boy, this is gonna be like such a weird thing if people listen to this five years from now and they're like, what the fuck are they talking about? Um <laughs> It's like the week the gas stopped in North Carolina. Um, yeah, before we go any further, Ebony, as always, who brings us here today? Uh, we're brought to you by Tasty Beverage Company right here in downtown Raleigh, tastybeverageco.com. They have the Natterday popsicles, guys. Ooh, wait. I'm excited. Mm, mm. <laughs> Chuck, Chuck. Mm, I, don't know about, I don't know how I feel about that. Come on now. Come on. You never want to see a try. I got to try I'm at excited. least, don't I? I'm excited. Uh, tastybeverageco.com they'll bring it right out to your car so you can go from car to freezer to enjoying okay <laughs> <laughs> we're also bossy by london bridge pub where courage and ncfc and red eye uh and canes games are shown uh, you can catch all three groups there for watch parties um they are open they are doing it safely uh they have a big back patio with a nice new projector so check them out london bridge uh, pub right here in downtown raleigh Awesome. By the way, in honor of this being a dark beer season kind of day, I am having myself a little uh, export stout here from our friends at Ponysaurus. Oh, Ponysaurus. Hey, all right. So, I've got some Cali beers that I'm going to crack open soon. When we went nice. to when we went to the mountains, which is why we didn't podcast last week because I was out of town. Um, we we promised ourselves we wouldn't go to Asheville because it was about 45 minutes away. But of course we did. Of course you go to Asheville. <laughs> and you go to Dissolver when you go to Asheville. See, I wish I had like consulted you and, and Dave and Johnny uh, from Tasty Beverage um, about beer locations. Um, but we had like already dived way into it by that point. So um, I did ask him for suggestions, but uh, it, he got back to me too, too late, unfortunately. But um I would say almost all beer in Asheville is good beer. So uh, it's not like we were, it's not like it was a total loss. I mean, unless you go to Wicked Weed. Yeah, unless you, yeah, no, we didn't go to Wicked Weed. Of course not. Um, anyways, let's talk courage first. Um, y'all watch the game? Y'all watch the final? No. I actually didn't watch the final. Um, I'm, the one, I'm the only one didn't who did. Seem, yeah, it just, it just didn't seem worth it to me. I mean, I, Let's focus first on what the courage actually did on on the pitch, which was unfortunately nothing. not quite enough. No, I wouldn't say nothing. I mean, we did get the win in uh, Louisville, which we needed to do. It was a, a three two win up there. Scrappy, um, scrappy win. Very scrappy win. Uh, goals from Dabinia. Uh, I believe Jess McDonald scored in that one as well, and uh, oh, Julia, and Julia Ashley. <laughs> who let let's be fair julia ashley the only thing she did was stop dabinia from getting on the score sheet that was yeah. dabinia's <laughs> goal all the way so and that 
that was a big win, but unfortunately we did not get the result we needed the next day as um, I believe the Washington spirit Gotham FC match uh, ended in a nil nil draw, which meant at that point that we had to win and then get some help from racing Louisville who by all accounts is looking like a pretty challenging team to beat this year. They are not going to be an easy out. Um, But we, so we got on the pitch at home and it was my first game back uh, in about 18 months. And it was great to be out there. uh, Great to be with uh, fellow members of the uproar. Great to see the courage live on the pitch. Um, didn't want to say too much to all the glory hunters that showed up at that match, mostly because they were all 10 year old Alex Morgan fan girls <laughs> and their parents were all there. And I didn't want to sing, you know, you glory hunting bastards support your local team for. Oh, come on. No, it, no, it just uh, it, we, it we, didn't seem right. This podcast has had a history of all of us kind of drifting through the. I mean, as long as you're there, I guess I can't complain. Yeah. Like universe, but yeah, I, I see your point, Dave. <laughs> nah, fuck them kids. <laughs> I mean, I mean, don't. But you, everybody knows what you're saying. Yeah. You, 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 <laughs> Michael Jordan face here. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. But ultimately, we needed to to win that match, and we just did not have our shooting boots on, and that game. Of all games to end in a nil-nil draw, I would have thought that would have been the least likely. Yeah. See, I thought that way. I thought the results of of the Gotham match was going to be the results of this match. Right. And the results of this match was going to be the Gotham match, which lets me know that Alex Morgan and Sidney LaRue are exactly who they were two years ago. And Gotham has gotten really good. <laughs> yeah. Very fast, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's funny just to imagine, okay, they've got Alex Morgan, Sid LaRue, and Marta on the front line. We've got Lynn Williams, Jess McDonald, and Dabinia on the front line, and we're all playing backup defenders. And that it, game ends in a nil-nil draw. It's I'm almost like... Out, like how, does, how does the Pride come out with the second-best Brazilian on the pitch and still not score? <laughs> I was just gonna say, <laughs> it's like our our three forwards are the better Americans and the better Brazilian than their three forwards <laughs> by by a considerable margin. Um, sorry, like lie detector test determines that was not a lie. <laughs> but anyway, the end result there was a nil nil draw um, for the courage, um, which meant that Gotham only needed a draw to advance to the challenge cup final and they got it. They yeah. also, it's like the, the East was decided by two nil nil draws after all the chaos of the, of the, of the challenge cup early on, you would think we would have gotten a few goals in those two games, but I, I would have liked to have seen this challenge cup. I get it just for the sake of time. I would have loved to have seen this challenge cup, at least be the top two from each division or to each conference, whatever you want to call it. To, to play in a quick little playoff, you know, just two games and that's it. Um, I, it did feel like a, a wet fart at the end, just like, all right, you know, Portland and Gotham. There you go. You, they made, you know, Portland made it in with like two games to spare. Um, 
Gotham needed the final day, and it's just like, okay, let's uh, let's play each other now. It just felt it just felt weird for for the amount of teams we have in the league. Very rarely do you see just like, all right, top two, final, all, you know, just not sk- skipping all playoff scenarios like like we did last year. Um, I don't the- I don't actually mind the format. I think if we had started maybe a week earlier, we would we might have had you know uh, a four team playoff, uh, but. Overall, I think I think the format for you know what it was here, I think it was fine. It oh was yeah, just yeah. it was just it it was just that the West was ultimately you know a one team race, and the East just you know there was more there was more happening in the East, but it didn't really you know jump out at you. It, well, I mean, well, it, it's almost as if the the East was decided in week two when you think about it. But but now the NWSL coming up. I mean, we got a couple of weeks till the official start to the season. Um, couple we have days, new... do you mean? Oh, well, I mean, I guess for the courage. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But um, we got a lot of, it seems like from, from last week to this week, all these teams are going to have fresh new faces or in some cases, fresh old faces. Uh, speaking mostly to OL Rain who have decided to buy half of Europe on bring, bring half of Europe on loan. They're just bringing half of the French team, half of the French team. The French are going to be bored all summer. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. I'm, I mean, it's, they're basically getting, they're basically getting Marazan and La summer on, uh, on loan from uh, Lyon. From like the OL parent team, essentially, mm-hmm. and then of course, and then on top of that came out the news that uh, Rose Lavelle is going to be returning to the league. And guess who owns her rights? OL Rain. OL Rain. OL Rain. It's all it's it's like coming together, right? All there, but I wouldn't want to be them necessarily, only because now they go three players go make them go from well, maybe they'll squeak into the playoffs, or like they have to make the playoffs now. Like there's no excuse. Like with the right. talent they have on paper, there's no excuse, which I'm I'm sure they will. But that's a lot. They they had no expectations really ever, and now yeah. they have a ton. I mean, do you know how how rude it is to go from Paris or Lyon, <laughs> France to Tacoma, Washington? <laughs> like, I mean, how many hours behind is Tacoma from Lyon? Anyways, like what are we talking? Eight. Eight, almost half a day's worth. Half a day. It's, it's yeah. like nine, ten? Ten, ten, ten maybe, hours. yeah. Because, yeah, ten hours, eleven. And Tacoma, yeah. I guarantee, guarantee you they're, 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 they have places in Seattle for them. They're going to have nice, cushy places for them in Seattle. Oh, yeah. Well, look, old, like, old, like, old Leon is not going <laughs> to polish that life up a little bit for them. Got three of the well, top players in the world, <laughs> and they're playing at a baseball stadium. On top of that, yeah. So. Well, the good news for us is that uh, Rose Lavelle is not the only Manchester City player who is returning to the NWSL. Uh, there were reports coming out earlier this week. Sam Mewis is coming back. Tower of power, Woo-hoo! baby. Tower of power. I, I I love that. Like this news broke like what like a week and a half ago. And it's just it's just become like a foregone conclusion. 
but then when I saw the Rose Lavelle news, I was like, oh yeah, Sam Mewis is coming back too. <laughs> like it's 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 happening. It's just that the club hasn't announced it. Paul Riley has essentially all but confirmed it. Um, even then, though, he said in a reply to somebody on 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 Twitter about the Sam Mewis news, he's like, we're not done yet. You know, it was like that whole like hashtag stay tuned kind of stuff. And Ugh, watch this trying to get, watch watch they're, this space. <laughs> they're trying to get Abby Doll Kemper back on loan. I guarantee it. They're trying to get Abby Doll Kemper we back on loan. We hold her rights, though, do we not? We do. We do. Oh, okay. I would be so good with that. Um, obviously, for obvious reasons, you know, we certainly could use the help. Um, I mean, Skylar Debris finally pulled it together at the yeah. for the uh, for the Orlando Pride match, which was very helpful. Um, we still haven't seen Diane Caldwell right. very much on the pitch. I mean, True. she played, I think, 45 minutes for against um, Gotham. And then we didn't see her the, the rest of the Challenge Cup, I don't think. It's that Paul Riley level of fitness that he's looking for, for out of her. And it's just not mm-hmm. there yet, is my guess. Mm-hmm. But um <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll say this. If there was ever a time to bed in your question marks on your roster, the, the Challenge Cup obviously would have been the time to do it. Um, like even, even the team that won it was like, great preseason, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, and Neil Morris had a crazy stat, speaking of which, that like ever since Crystal Dunn has been back in the league, she has either competed for or won almost every trophy that you could possibly aim for which is nuts yeah she she participated in six trophy events quote unquote and has won five of them won five of them and the only one they didn't win was the challenge cup last year did she compete in the challenge she didn't compete in the challenge cup in 2018 did she i thought she was on olympic uh, or on national team duty at that point No, no no it was um because we didn't make it to the final there, so she couldn't oh, compete right. for that one. Um, trying to remember what trophy hasn't Crystal done one. It's been so long. Um, <laughs> Golden boot, maybe? No, because we. So we want. Uh, was it? It was a. Um, oh, that's a really good. Well, question. I mean, she Gail, came. Help she us she out arrived here. in. Yeah, she arrived in 2018. Uh, she won. Uh, um, won the shield. Won the championship. Um, I don't believe she played in the 2018 uh, Challenge Cup. If I last year's. Last there year's was no cup? Challenge Cup in 2018. No, not um, Challenge Cup. Um, ICC is what I mean. Oh, ICC. No, I don't believe she played in the ICC. Right, right. Yes, that is that's the one. Okay, yes, because you're right, Dave. She was on national team duty. That's that's why everyone was like inconceivable that the Courage could win the inaugural ICC with the squad that we had, which was essentially backups and Heather O'Reilly. <laughs> Well, to be fair, we had Lynn Williams as well. And Lynn Williams, so yes. there was that. That's the fault of the U.S. national team, not ours. So, um, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, and then in 2019, won the Shield, won the championship, and did not win. She did play in the ICC that year, I believe. I think we had the full squad for the ICC. Yes, we did. In 2019 and came up a little bit short in the final. It's all right. We already got one. So. Yeah. <laughs> Let someone else have it. <laughs> Let someone else have it for a while. We probably won't see the ICC like, or whatever they're calling it now, the the women's cup, something they had, they remember cause they got in trouble. Uh, when, when like 
like the, the teams wanted to have a cup competition and they named it something and it was like kind of like intellectual property and they had to rename it to something else you know i don't know what i'm talking about this was a while ago this, this might have been well over a year ago but anyways i'm pretty sure that's what the icc has morphed into um i doubt we're gonna see us get an invite for at least a few years because you just got to cycle through all the rest of the uh, nwsl teams give everybody a fair chance um real quick and actually this is probably happening while we're recording but uh brandy Chastain teased some possible news about the courage docuseries but i have not heard nor has anybody connected with the club heard anything any update about that at all so i'm not sure what information she has that we don't have what do y'all think it is i have no <laughs> idea i mean it might be the it might be if we're lucky, I think it would be that a network has picked it up. Oh, my God. you know, I mean, I, service. God yeah, knows please. the uh, the uproar Twitter account has been hammering Paramount <laughs> Plus about this, you know, right. on, on and off for the it's last like the, several months. Now. It's it's the natural place for it to be right. Like, and yeah. plus Paramount Plus would love to have original content, right? Like it's not theirs. They, they didn't make it sure, but like it's there, like, you know, like anything that Netflix buys the rights to, they call it a Netflix original. Um, but like that, that would just be a no brainer. I know you got the NWSL there. You got a lot of other soccer there. Merge the two together. Amazon has their docuseries. Uh, Netflix has the bajillion docuseries, that, but Paramount plus does not have one. That would be a good spot for it. Yes, it would. Yes, it it's will, gonna but. end up on Amazon, but I appreciate everybody <laughs> really <laughs> trying to get Paramount Plus. I, I appreciate know. it. Well, <laughs> if if we're talking if we're talking getting the most eyes possible, Amazon probably makes the most sense. I, I, um, in terms of just getting eyeballs, the chance of getting eyeballs on it because really, name, you name think some, Prime makes the mo Prime makes the most sense over over yes. like Netflix o only purely? Well, maybe. Think about how many people you know have Amazon Prime. Who doesn't have Amazon Prime? Some people don't have Netflix because they can use, you know, they can get their movies and TV shows elsewhere. But pretty much everybody I know has Amazon Prime or is sharing it with somebody. But I guess you can make the same case for Netflix too. But there's just no way. There's no way this thing is going to get on Netflix. Um, yeah, I yeah, I hope that that the news is. It's a real thing. It's happening. It's finished editing. And they're discussing terms on what platform to put it on. Cross those fingers. Let's hope. That works for me. Um, any more news on the courage? Um, or just the NWSL in general? Not really. Yeah. I honestly haven't been watching much of the NWSL, which well, is shocking, but well, I well, the season really. the season starts up this Saturday, so yep. I mean, there's. I mean, I, I didn't like normally. I would be watching more again, and just hasn't piqued my interest this year. Ebony, if there's anybody who could take a break from soccer, it it can and should be you. To be fair, <laughs> it, and it's not even a break from soccer. It's a break from all the dumb people in the fucking league man it's just <laughs> oh oh yeah do we want to talk about uh like the whole i think it was uh lynn and, and sam's podcast they were kind of discussing a little bit about the uh 
the the Jay Hinkle scenario and, and, um, around the club. That was another podcast they did, I believe. Oh my god, what? <laughs> that was they did a they did a um Oh, they were guests on another podcast? They were guests on another podcast when uh, they did that one. Um with you mean the quote that's been coming going around? Yeah, yeah. So they were featured so they did a um podcast with Grant Wall. Um Grant Wall, that's it. Yeah, yeah, they were on Grant Wall's podcast. Um and they were just talking about, you know, their podcast and the courage and how they became friends and all that kind of stuff. And it came up about, you know, pride. Um, because they went into a lot of details about stuff and it was a quote that was basically like we can't make the same mistake again because we let because what we did with pride and not and not touching pride the way we should have the uh when the opportunity presented itself with um you know social justice and Mm -hmm. black lives matter and things like that um they were like we can't get this wrong again because we've seen how they basically were like we've seen how our fans are hurt by uh by the inaction of and the not speaking up by the team mm-hmm. um, which is why you saw them go really hard at the social justice side of all of this and there was some mixed reviews about it and I'm like well like for one thank you um that shows growth. Um, right. but others just saw it as a chance to again attack attack courage because growth is only limited to certain people. Mm-hmm. It's only afforded to certain people when it comes to any type of social cues or anything within this league. And the courage just don't get that. Um which sure, whatever, but then we read an article about Portland wants to be the the villain, but only on the field. I'm like, well, you can't say that. Yeah. You didn't provide that same thing to the courage. If the courage were just the villain on the field and you took out fans from the whole, like everything that's been going on with them, then sure, you can write that article, but you can't write that article, ignore the targeted harassment of courage fans for three years that happened with Jalene Hinkle on our team and it and then it and then turn around and ignore the blatant racism and white privilege that was shown with Portland and their social media and their fans and their fucking owner mm-hmm. then I just it's not the league for me. So it's been very hands off for a lot of these games over the preseason. Um, it's interesting to see what they're going to do coming up with the pre, with the, uh, with the regular season starting this weekend for a lot of teams. Um, who knows? Uh, I'll definitely have notifications on for the courage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see where it goes from there, but uh, yeah, just, it sucks, Ebony, and well The said. man will be playing. The yeah, man will be um, playing, and I'll be at that game, and I'll be having fun. So, <laughs> yeah, but it sucks that first of all, well said, and second, it it really says a lot about the state of women's soccer in the United States, mostly just the fan aspect of it. That it's pushed you out. 
because you're tired of the toxicity and the backhandedness and the, the two faced nature of a lot of fans and the hypocritical nature of the fans. It, it's, it's disheartening because you're, you're probably one of the biggest uh, supporters of the sport and of the women's game in particular. I, uh, you know, I can't blame you at the same time because that, that, that shit got old fast with the whole, like, you know, call, calling, just lumping all courage fans into the, you're all homophobes. Cause if you're in North Carolina, you're in the Bible belt, that must make you backwards. And right? you're in the state that legalized this stupid bathroom. HB two. Yeah. Time. Yeah. HB two. Yeah. I, I, I remember when the championship hosting was announced and Portland fans were, you know, clutching their pearls saying like, well, I won't feel safe in Raleigh. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like you, y'all need to like take your head out of your ass for just like one second and just realize that you're in a very protective sea of blue where that game is going to be. There's a and reason they call this part of the country or this part of the state, the pat of butter on the plate of grits. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's pretty great. Uh, but I, I and and I, having to explain to Thorns fans in particular that you can come here. It is safe. The bathroom bill is non-existent. Just chill out and stop, you know, oversimplifying your trauma about this. And they just weren't hearing it. They didn't want to hear it. They just, they, they didn't want the narrative to break of North Carolina equals anti-gay or North Carolina equals homophobe where we are that is not the case <laughs> it wasn't a, it wasn't an instance of wanting to learn it was an instance of wanting to be right yes when you just want to be right facts don't matter so well said ebony <laughs> uh it based that basically puts portland fans on on scale with what QAnon. <laughs> you just want to be right. You don't care about the facts. You, yeah, you will bend the truth so much to support your narrative, right? Um, you know, it's, yes. but you'll say nothing First when all, Lindsay Horan stands for the national anthem. Absolutely, exactly. I want to say, I want to say, I know it's not all Portland fans, right? Right. Because I have friends in Portland, and they, and we've had this conversation quite a bit. Um, it's very much more of the stands than the fans. Mm -hmm. But when you're being represented by set stands within like several of my friends mentions being called homophobic and being a targeted of, then it looks bad on your part. And I just, you like, that's something you have to clean up. Like we're dealing with that now, you know, as current fans, we're cleaning that up. And mm -hmm. it's a matter of who do you have in on your team right now that is pushing that narrative to make it you know to get that out of there because you you're you are essentially saying this is okay mm -hmm. but you by not saying anything you're saying a lot right and it's definitely and one of those if you stand for nothing what will you fall for you know mm -hmm. if you're going to stand for the anthem what will your fans fall for? Mm -hmm. They'll fall for anything you tell them. And guess what you're telling them? That it's okay 
to say or do whatever you want as long as your beliefs aren't as long as your beliefs come first and you're not listening to others and if that's you're not, the message you're going with cool <laughs> yeah that that you're not growing you know right. and, and and learning and and listening uh i think a, a lot uh, i get it the sport is very tribal it brings a lot of heat it it it's it's my camp versus your camp it's hatfields and mccoys right like it you there's people love to hate and people love to find a villain uh to to you know kind of point that hate towards uh but you know they'll say it's in a fun way but you know there's a difference between i said this the other day too like there's a difference between kind of like you know just casual banter but you know at the end of the day we're all supporting the same sport and then there's just like straight up lies and mean-spiritedness and like punching down not up and it felt like that whole stage of of that whole era of jay hinkle being on our team everybody was punching down because we were competing for championships winning championships and it's easy to hate so pile on right just pile on but if the roles are reversed and now we want to twist that and say like no actually portland y'all suck uh y'all have you know toxic fan base and you have you know players that back the blue and all that shit and when you know like y'all y'all are pretty progressive where, where where are you standing on that and all of a sudden you watch watch the pushback watch the hey hey man not me hey whoa you know why the hostility it's like well if you're gonna dish it you gotta take it right i mean it's called keeping that same energy Right. Yeah, it's like keeping that same keep that same energy. Keep the same energy. I like it's the craziest thing. Like I literally have like people like I have people that are like, yes, I was called a homophobe for three. Like people like legit actual human being saying I was targeted. I received so much hate. I was called a homophobe, and one person literally goes but I didn't do it. I just laughed emoji it. So I didn't, so I didn't participate. I'm like, that's participating. That's participating. Laugh, laugh emojis are participating at this point. And Actually, then like you said, Ebony inaction is also participating because you're allowing it to happen and not checking the behavior. Or, or the guy that was like, Oh, well I didn't see it. So it must not have happened. I'm like, but there mm-hmm. are literal people telling you that it happened. Well, they're just wrong. That's, what? That's, like, that's the that's the blind ref excuse. Well, I didn't see it, so it didn't happen. It's uh, yeah, that's a dumb that, excuse. We're, we're getting into another podcast yeah, that we're yeah, about yeah. to start. Up, so basically, if you're if you're using that as your like only line of defense, don't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just just don't talk. <laughs> Why be uh, wrong when you can just be quiet? Yeah, exactly. With that, we're going to take our break and we're going to come back. We're well, gonna I, talk before some... before oh, we take wait, this yes. break, there is one little bit of news that just broke this afternoon. It's probably worth mentioning. Um, Orlando City has been sold. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. And uh, that includes the Orlando Pride of the NWSL. Ziggy Wilf, owner oh. of the Minnesota Vikings and his family. That, uh, they family are now loves... the owners. They are now the owners. Purple. Yes, they do. So we're pouring one out for Orlando because they definitely don't. Well, no, they don't have to be gone because there's already a team in. <laughs> well, there's already an MLS team in Minnesota, but there's not an NWSL team 
in Minnesota. And I do believe there has been uh, at least a very, a small but dedicated fan base that has been pushing mm-hmm. to have a team to have an NWSL club in Minnesota. And given that they have the MLS club, and are the Wilson involved in the MLS club? They are not. No. Uh, that's why they bought Orlando, because they got outbid by the owner of, of uh, the current owner of Minnesota United. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I, I wouldn't think anyone got, would outbid Ziggy Wilf, but there I, you go. I think he got outbid because they were in the process of building a new stadium for the Vikings, which is big and gorgeous and but expensive. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe they were just like, well, eh, we don't have the capital to really pull, pull this one out. Even though, like at the time, I guess Minnesota United's, you know, franchise fee was probably what two hundred million, which is laughable nowadays. Um, I mean, he got a great deal on it. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> he spent what he had, like anything less than three hundred twenty-five million is a steal. Yeah, <laughs> in in MLS eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would love to see an NWSL team in Minnesota. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, I think the Midwest could use some more. Uh, just, I mean, honestly, the league itself could use more uh, teams. Just maybe pump the brakes because we're about to do another, you know, expansion draft. But in a couple of years, I would love that. And they have a fantastic stadium to play in too. Um, for Minnesota to only use that stadium just for for sixteen games a year feels like a waste. Almost. So I would love to see an NWSL team play at Allianz Arena. Um, fill that calendar. Yeah, fill that calendar. We fill all that calendar. That's this, the David Tepper mentality right there. Right. Fill that calendar. But uh, good, good for Orlando and Orlando City for actually having an owner who might give a shit. But I don't know. Uh, I mean, if they're going to do the same thing they were doing already. Yeah. That that's that's where like I I I'm I'm holding my breath on that one because everybody thought that their their former owner was gonna be awesome and he just did not well, care. It got messy with the divorce and then Kaka. There's still yeah. issues with with that. Like some people still haven't been paid or they're yeah. That's just a weird situation. So that's like, not if, one of those Bobby Bonilla things where Kaka is going to be continue to get. <laughs> get paychecks until 2034 if you had bobby Bonilla on your bingo board come collect your winnings uh no i I think it's an issue with uh i just got a cramp damn it uh i think it's an issue with the agent fees (laughs) damn that sucked it's an issue with a lot yeah Orlando Chuck, it sounds like you're having your own issues right now. I, just, just, you go uh, ahead and damn, like here. you're hearing this live on air. It's just like I, I just like <laughs> my hamstring. My, oh, no. Coach, coach, my hamstring. It's it's gone. Uh, no, it's it's ouch. It's not. It's called not enough water. That's what it is. Um, all right. Well, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and we're going to talk some NCFC. Um, and I think, Dave, you're going to be bowing out. So. We will. Yeah, I have to bow. I have to bow out here. Um, looking forward to uh, the uh, Courage uh, season opener on uh, Saturday, and then the, the Courage home opener in uh, two weeks whoop, whoop. on uh, on uh, May twenty second, I believe, at uh, Wakeman Soccer Orlando Park. Pride. Yes, against the Orlando Pride. We we will we will get our our Challenge Cup revenge on them. 
That's right. Yes, Hopefully we will. All right. Uh, say goodbye to Dave, everybody. And we'll be right back. Bye-bye. And we're back. Okay, so we're going to talk a little NCFC, Sands Dave, but Ebony's still here, so it's just going to be a nice, cozy conversation um, until we run out of things to say, which is basically what 6PW is. Um, yeah, so we're back. Uh, it, I, I had no idea what to expect from NCFC this year um, based on what everybody kept saying preseason you know media availability and everything that this was going to be a competitive team a fun team to watch and, and an explosive team you know young but enthusiastic blah 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 but you know like you kind of think about those t- in terms of just media hype like what are you going to say like oh we're going to suck this year no um yeah but- i mean I was not afraid to say that we were going to suck this year. Um, <laughs> I mean, a lot of fans were ready to say that. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I went into that game just hoping everyone had fun. Um, <laughs> Everybody have fun and no one get hurt. Yeah, right? basically. That's that's kind of how I was approaching the whole season is everybody have fun. Everybody get some playing time and everybody learn something new. Um, I learned something new is that this team is actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, shock i mean i i didn't quite believe what i was seeing like from the start ncfc was attacking they were quick with passes that's the first thing that popped out to me um i was watching from home ebony was in the stands so we we both got a little bit of a different flavor but from what i saw on tv that that it was just quick passing ping 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 kind of bar not don't 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 make this a meme y'all but just like barcelona like pep guardiola ish right like in terms of just like quick pass and move pass and move pass and move it just felt very crisp i like i had never really seen ncfc ever play like that where it was more methodical slower build up build out from the back and go forward uh but it really seemed like we were we weren't exactly I don't think we even had like a necessary, like a, a plan of uh, long balls. There was a little bit of everything. It was long through balls on the ground. Uh, there were long balls over the back of the top of the defense. We we're building off the back, going through the midfield, going through the wings. It was a little bit of everything. Um, can't got to say, I didn't really hate it. Oh, um, so I got to go to this one. Um, it was really, really good. Like, so, yeah, we had to defend a lot, um, especially because we're playing, you know, Greenville. They're they're good. Reigning champs, and they're good. And they're, they, they, They've been to the final twice, I think, right? I, like, I don't know. I'm yeah, not, I've never it. watched a Greenville match until they played us. So. <laughs> <laughs> they, they won it last year, and they were in the finals and lost, I believe, to North Texas the year before. Um, so they're good. And they have John Harks as their coach, who's, you know, I don't want to put a lot of weight in that, but it is something. He seems to be doing something right. Yeah, yeah, like it was. It was a very entertaining learning curve for everyone, for fans yes. and for the team. Um, I mean, just going through some of the like, it was a loss that felt like a really 
like it felt like a win. It felt like a win for the fans. It felt like a win for the team because the fans got to see the the potential that could be there. Um, I will like we can get into the goals. Um, yeah, the penalty was honestly not a penalty. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you. Uh, uh, maybe because because y'all were y'all were right there, and I, I'm assuming from from that perspective is right in front of the OCS section. It it from that angle it probably looked a little soft, but from the television angle he he went in a little too hard. Um, I think I think because and the way I always look at penalties is it's a penalty if you're going to call it the same way if it's in the box or outside the box, right? And if that tackles outside the box, that's a that's a foul, that's just a restart and play. So I at least appreciate the consistency of it. And our guy, he's young, went in way too hard, way too fast, completely unnecessary. The angle was weird. Uh, there was so, no danger. There was no danger of going in two-footed for that. And, you know, not a great start. So I, I'm, looking, I'm looking at it now, taking a look. I, It might have been a little too hard. I think it was more of like a... He definitely sold it 100%. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> like, he went six feet in the air. Yeah. I don't, I don't think the contact was as major as he made it seem, which is why, I was like, he, like, he embellished that quite a bit, which mm-hmm. is why I said no penalty. Um, like, I'm, like, I'm pretty critical of my teams. Like, if it's, <laughs> if it's a dumb tackle, I will say, yo, you fucked up. I just, to me, it felt like it was like not as much contact as he made it seem. And the way he went down, I was like, dude, I mean, sure, just fall, but (laughs) yikes. Yeah, I I think also, I I will say this in, in your defense, that this is the ninth minute, roughly, of the game. Pretty ballsy. Pretty ballsy to call a penalty in the ninth minute of the game, uh, in front of home supporters. Uh, I, 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 but you know, we're not we're not necessarily talking about this if the penalty is uh, saved or missed. But um, you know, Mario Slamas, of course, uh, had to be the one to Couldn't score. Score all last year, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's here's what I'll say: if any Greenville fans are listening, which if you are, I don't know why you are, yeah. but uh, I will say this: enjoy Mario Lomas's streak because he will become invisible in about three to four weeks. Yeah, uh, and for the rest of the season, he might pop in with a, a you know if he gets three, he's got three goals right now. Uh, I'll be shocked if he gets into double digits at the end of the season. We'll say that. It's your uh, fault for letting him score in the preseason. He used up one of his six goals for the year. That is on you. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, Uh, it's uh, because he he's a very streaky player. Um, did not play super well for us last year. Didn't play uh, well. He was um, he was with El Paso, and then he he magically became ours again. So that was kind of weird. Um, but even the season before, uh, just not super great. Um. I mean, I think Lee one is probably perfect place for him, honestly. But um, 
yeah, kind of sucks. But God, I mean, five minutes later, uh, we were right back on it. Uh, great ball in from, I believe, Josh Cohn to Selmer. Selmer Misich? Uh, Misich. Uh, if you mm. listen, if you watch the, the game, you, you probably listen to Dean Linky pronounce it five different times in the course of about seven minutes. Uh, but what a goal. Uh, looked like he'd been doing it his entire life. Unfortunately, he's a player that's on loan from Philadelphia Union. Really would like for us to like snap him up for and finalize that because if that's what we're what we got out of him going forward i'm very excited oh yeah like him in attack was was refreshing like we have yeah. a very young we have a young squad um i think the average age uh someone pointed out was like 20 or 25 or something like that mm-hmm. um very young very but very talented like um I wish I could remember 19. Like I'm still trying to learn these players names. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Honestly, this was the first time I'm like, okay, we have players faces and numbers to like remember now. Cause the, the roster had been updated for a while. So it was kind of going into a little bit blind. Like, Oh yeah, we got that guy. Oh yeah. We got, I remember that guy. Like uh, JT, the guy that we're getting, we got alone from, uh, from Louisville. I believe it's Louisville. What a player. God, he looks good. He was fantastic. I was very surprised. Um, he was quick on the ball. He mm-hmm. was able to block, like, fly past players. His technique was fantastic. It, like, his footwork was phenomenal. Like, he, yeah. could, he could work his way out of a lot of jams, and that's kind of what you love to see. Um, Matt's flick, uh, club legend. Um <laughs> Very, very good in the back. Tall yeah. as fuck. That dude is built. Yeah, he is. He's oh like six four, isn't he? Yes. Big dude. Huge. I was so yeah, shocked. The, the 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 social media account did, uh, like just did not do his size justice. I did not expect him to be that big. Um, he's big. He's swole. Um, and he is a he was a, a an a invitee to try out, right? Like he's the new Graham Smith, you know, like. Uh, pick out a player out of nowhere and like, whoa, hey, hey, you're like legitimately good enough to start. Uh I I liked that. Uh Jake McGuire, our goalie, one of four that we have, which I don't remember us ever having four goalies on the roster. But uh but here we are. He he solidified his status as number one because I I'm sorry, I haven't seen any of the other ones, but based on what I saw in that game, and how confident he seemed in the boat. He, he was captain of the team mm-hmm. for that game. Uh, if a goalie's captain, it, I, I usually kind of like scoff at it a little bit because I'm like, well, you know, you're captain of the team, but like you're only being able to really bark orders to like the people in front of you. But in that regard, it shows what a leader he is. He was able to instruct his defense where to be, where to position. I like it. His save, I, I can't remember. I think it was in the first half. Good lord! If that, I mean, he's losing save of the week right now. I don't know why. Because because uh, we weren't able to be click like we weren't an option at first. Like we were an option, but they wouldn't let us click on us. Yeah, you can you can vote for save of the week, but when it asks you what your favorite team is, North Carolina FC is not one of them. Um, so, but I've you know. I've talked to the club and USL about that. So hopefully that'll get changed, but 
he made a terrific cross post two handed save. That thing was going in upper 90, like off the bar. Oh, and yeah. It what a save. I mean, I I feel good about him in the post. Like, you know, Tambakas who like, you know, like I will always miss Tambakas. I mean, of but... course. Yes. But <laughs> uh, but I mean, wow. I mean, we've we've got a pretty good backup scenario really for for him he's he's fantastic and we still haven't seen the kid from fulham yet right yeah or or our academy guys too yeah um, so i'm <laughs> i'm very um excited for for this team yeah. i was not prepared to say that literally two we, weeks ago we look <laughs> good we i mean like you said ebony like i told i told april after the game she was like, did you lose? I was like, yeah, we lost. But honestly, this is the first time in a very long time, maybe ever, where I'm walking away going, you know what? That was pretty good. That was pretty good. I never walk away from a, an NCFC loss thinking that. Like a moral victory or something, you know? That's as close to a moral victory as I've ever felt in my entire life. Yeah. I Long may I continue, but with more W's, preferably. Uh, it's... Uh, yeah so what also is is positive to take away from this is that that even isn't our legitimate preferred starting 11 because Nas was out Pekka just got in like I think Pekka shared a photo on Instagram like he had just gotten his COVID shot like the other day so like he's he's been training in Brazil so he's probably weeks away from being match fit um I think Nas was had a knock a little bit. Um, so we, you know, we have players that in Christo actually looked pretty good. I'm looking to see more of him. It, everything, all, all thirds of our team seemed very solid for the first time. And I can't remember when, like, you know, usually there's like, like last year, Ooh, our defense may not be so great. Or, you know, like the wings may not be super fast, you know. I don't miss Manny Perez, you know. I, I don't, I, you know, because <laughs> I, I, I think, mean, our, I think you're, I think everyone's going to kind of say the same thing. I, we don't really miss Manny because he didn't do a lot. Yeah. The just... one con I will say though um, is towards the end of the game. Like after that shot went off the crossbar, after the shot went off the post, mm -hmm. like in like the ninety first minute, oh, yeah. um, like that kind of like defeated them, and they kind of like gave up. Shades of Charleston. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it was even in the same same section like, of the of the field. I was like, yeah, it was. Just, oh me. my god, how <laughs> the it was so like had the keeper beaten everything. Yeah. And. Yeah. Right off the literal bottom corner of the post and rolled out. I was like, oh my God. Um, but after that, um, they kind of like gave up. And I mm. was like, no, like that should give you the energy to keep going. And that's right. just going to come with more leadership on the field when right. you get Nas back. Yeah. Um, so it's just the little, it's literally just the little things. Um, so I'm happy to walk away with that with a 2 1 loss. Um, 
And I just can't wait for the next game, which I get to go see, and I'm so excited for. <laughs> I'm going to try and make my way out there somehow, because I, 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 I would love to be able to, to... Well, actually, I guess I will, because they've, they've only done the ticket selection for the first two home games, right? Yeah. All right, so, um, yeah, who knows? But I, I, yeah, I agree that we had chances... But for the majority of the game, we were trying to play keep away from Greenville because they had a lot of veteran talent, smart veteran talent who were able to kind of find open space. There were a couple of times where, you know, again, like you said, this will come with being more familiar with each other of, you know, occupying the right spaces and following your guy. Uh, again, I'll, uh, for as much as I want to praise JT for his, uh, for his smarts on the ball, uh, for his ability to, to find the, again, I I just want to say this real quick. JT did a fantastic job of creating space when there wasn't any. And, uh, and I'm just, I kept going like, how did he do that? You know, how did he get out of that jam? But occasionally he would get stuck with the ball on his feet, maybe a little bit too long, like maybe a second longer than it needed to be. And I kind of, that was a bit of a trend I noticed across the board with the younger players was the pass was correct, but it was a second too late. And in this sport, a second is the difference between a goal and being offside. Um, Josh Cohen had a good chance that I think ricocheted off the post. So there were opportunities had we not given up the penalty. Come. Right, yeah. Like had we not given up the penalty, this is a one one game. <laughs> you know? Uh if 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 that's the only thing we're we're gonna like remove in terms of straight up error, because their second goal was legitimate. Um their guy just got their head on the ball and it just happened to carry him off the post and in. Uh that's that's how it goes sometimes. I hope that our guys aren't taking too many negatives away from this. I felt really good watching them really positive energy oh my god like watching some of the games last year it felt like we were playing in quicksand sometimes where like our guys weren't the hustle wasn't a hundred percent whereas in this game they all looked super fit and ready to go that guys were running uh oh god I'm forgetting his name. The guy, the guy that used to play for us, Flores. Oh, Flores. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was named hardest worker of the game and I totally agree. He's matured a lot since we saw him last into a very complete player. And I think he's still like 20, 21, maybe. So it's a young squad. So like, yeah. I would not be surprised if he was like 22, 23 or whatever. No, I definitely don't think he's that old. Uh, but, he looked great. There's just so many great things to, to take from this game. Um, yeah, that's it. It was still, it, it was very entertaining to watch from a neutrals perspective. Whereas you don't necessarily get that in USL league one because some teams uh, like inter, what are they called? Inter Miami, no Fort Lauderdale. It's, it's funny. Cause Dean Leakey called him Inter Miami too, and I'm like, yeah, no, I mean, you're you're yeah, right. <laughs> you're, you're right, but it's not the name, but you're right. Uh, 
Do they, they even know their own name? Yeah, I like. I don't want to watch them play necessarily, but if NCFC is playing Greenville or if NCFC is playing, I seem like Ford Madison, which they'll be playing this Saturday. Yeah. Uh, so actually, it seems sounds like a sum of us are going to be making the trip up, which is yeah. cool. Um, but if you're not, join me at London Bridge Pub this Saturday, kickoff at 8 p.m. That's where I will be watching the game. Uh, and I would love to see your beautiful faces because it's been well over a year. Um, yeah. But, uh, Ebony, you got anything else about NCFC? No, I'm excited no. to head to Ford and watch them play, uh, get to see some old friends and uh, have some fun. You're um, heading there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll oh, be sweet. me and uh, me, Justin, Jeff, Willie, Sterling. Oh, my gosh. We're going to head up. Yeah, that's a group. <laughs> that a is group. a group. <laughs> that's a group. Oh, that is going to be exciting. hilarious. Yes, please, please uh, uh, use the six-point weekend Instagram and, and just take pictures. That'll be fun. And video. Oh, it's going to be great. Yeah, yeah I'm definitely yeah. going to take a camera up with me, uh, have some fun, and hopefully come back with a W. Hopefully. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. Um, I'll, I'll look out for you all on the TV. Um other things real quick we have officially dropped the dead whale society pride jerseys uh they are on sale on our website oakcitysupporters.com slash merch just go to oakcitysupporters.com slash merch you have roughly as of this recording eight days there's a there's a, a ticker on there just in case you needed to know how much time you have because once these are gone once the pre-order is done that's it we're not selling these like we do with scarves sometimes or any other stuff that we get. These are made to order. So get your order in. It's 50 bucks. All proceeds go to the LGBTQ Center of Durham. Changing it up a little bit this year, which is awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, first of all, shout out to Icarus. Um, yes. They helped us get this off the ground quick. Very uh, Chuck did a really great job. Uh, honestly y'all this is this was ebony's brainchild uh she said i want this 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 and this and i went okay you you got it <laughs> like that, that, it's easy to design something when the person knows what they want uh and there was very little back and forth really uh we just kind of we got that done in like two days, maybe. Yeah, it was literally like two days, and then it, the only the longest part was having Icarus respond to us, and that only took to like an extra day. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, I did not realize they're based in the UK. Or at uh, least their designers are. Yeah, which is fine. Which is pretty cool. It was just, um, yeah, made it quick. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you haven't seen it yet, check it check it out online. The details on it are awesome. Um, it's really just going to be a fun jersey. Uh, hoping to have them in hand by the Pride game uh, in June. Um, yeah, cross hopefully. those fingers that that they, they can get. Uh, that's why that's why the window to buy is so short. Um, that you know we want to make sure that we hopefully have built in enough time to get those done and dusted uh, and in your hands by the time uh, Pride Week Pride Month rolls around for the Pride game. Um, yeah, really cool. Uh, so it's representing all of the Dead Whale Society members. Um, so we, we put, there's kind of a cascading uh, rainbow effect on the front and back 
with the three stars from the crest uh from dead whale society so um it's all going to be sublimated so it should be good in the wash right i think i mean okay. you have some icarus i do i have stuff. several icarus jerseys because they're awesome they're they fit true to size um they they do wash well um I have not had a problem with any of my jerseys from them, um, whether fading or not washing well or fit or anything of that sort. Mm -hmm. um, it's just going to be a really solid kit, and I think you'll love the product. Um, and hopefully you like what we designed and you get one for yourself. Um, yeah, even if you don't like what we designed, buy it for someone else as a gift. <laughs> But um, you know someone that does like one, and right. if so, buy two so you can match. You know, exactly. Just, uh, make it a family affair. Buy four. Whatever. Buy four. Yeah, just go nuts. Uh, yeah. I'm very excited about it. We haven't done a jersey of any kind for oh maybe three years now. Um, uh, so we're, we're we're this is the first time we're using Icarus. So please uh, go oakcitysports.com/slash/merch. It's also on our promos page. It's also on Twitter. It's everywhere. So um, all three supporters groups have been sharing it. So click that link and uh, go get you one before time runs out. Um, real quick. Also, um, NCFC dropped their jersey like the week of the game. And yeah. it looks, pro I'll, I'll say it. I think a lot of us are in agreement with this. Probably the best jersey that we have come out since we rebranded. At least that's what I'm saying. I can agree with that. Uh, this is probably one of the better jerseys we've done since the rebrand. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, looks good. Kind of has a. I'm trying. I was trying to figure out what the red and blue looked like, but I, I couldn't quite put my finger on it. I mean, it has red, so I was instantly ready yes. for it. Like by far the most red we've ever had. <laughs> In any jersey we've ever done. Yes. Um, the, I think this is the first year that both teams have had red in their jersey. In yes. any of the jerseys, really. And and you know you would have seen that coming, uh, like because both uh, the like the design language this year for all of our like player announcements and uh, starting lineups are in red. So you know it was kind of like a a, a no duh that you were going to see a good bit of red this season. Um, yeah, really, really stoked on those. Really uh, good work from the merch team. Um, good work. So, yeah, I think that's it. We're gonna we're gonna wrap it up there. Um, yeah. So, uh, Ebony, who brings us here this evening? Uh, we're brought to you by Tasty Beverage Company, TastyBeverageCo.com, right here in downtown Raleigh, where they have all of your beer needs, your summer beer needs. We're not quite at dark beer season yet, but we're getting there. Uh, <laughs> But they have everything else you need, including Natterday pop, uh, the Natterday popsicles, which I'm so excited to order and go pick up from them. Um, <laughs> We're also bought to you by London Bridge Pub, where they host every soccer group you can imagine: NCFC, NC Courage, Hurricanes, um, so OCS, Uproar, Red Eye Rowdies, Ao Raleigh. Uh, Liverpool, Arsenal, they're basically the all-around sports and soccer bar of North Carolina. I'm going to put it out there, North Carolina. Uh, yeah. So London Bridge Pub, <laughs> <laughs> stop by. They're open. They're doing it safe. They have a huge patio with a nice new projector. Uh, yeah, get in. Yeah. 
Awesome. Well, thank you everybody for uh, for listening. Uh, if you made it this far, congratulations. Um, and if you haven't made it this far, what's wrong? With you? Um, we will see y'all again whenever we decide to podcast. It's all right. Um, have a good one. See you soon. Bye.